Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn feng shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning feng shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning feng shui with me. Hey guys, let's look at the energy that's coming in for the month of June. Hey guys, starting off June 5th, it brings us the month of the earth horse or what it's called the woo woo, which is kind of fun to say woo woo. <laughs> that starts uh, June 5th. So June 5th is that first 15 day solar cycle of energy that governs the month called the Jet Chi cycle. It is the Jet cycle lasting until June 21st and it's called planting of thorny crops. June 21st through July 7th, of course, brings in the summer solstice marking the, um, obviously the beginning of summer. So the month again is the earth horse month, and it is going to bring it a little bit more calmer energy. It's going to be a little bit calmer than it has been the past couple months where we've had a lot of fire energy for April. We had the fire dragon and for May, we had the fire snake, which is the pure element of fire. And so we've had just a lot of fire energy recently. And uh, kind of a curious thing happens this year where we see a lot of that pure element. It's just kind of that cycle that goes through. And so for, um, for July, we're actually going to see pure earth for August, September, we're going to see pure metal. And then we're going to see that, um, I believe pure water element in either November or December, which I can talk more about later, but it's just a lot of the same, uh, element, a lot of pure energy that's coming through. And so you're really going to see how you react to specific energies, um, for people that have had like maybe the water element or the, um, metal element in your day pillar, if you know what that is, um, you yourself, in addition to having a Zodiac sign, do have the element, um, also. So just like this month is a earth horse and you if you had a child this month they'll be born in the month of the earth horse and is you know each day also is governed by a zodiac with an element and so the element under the day you're born is actually the one that kind of governs your your natal chart so to speak and so you know you'll be born under like water earth metal fire or wood so you've been born under one of the five elements and when you're born under these elements it just kind of shows you a kind of what your energy is and some of the energies when they start reacting you know when we have these pure elements come through um you're really gonna gonna kind of discover uh, which elements are really favorable and which are unfavorable. So if you've had an unfavorable past couple months, uh, even, you know, this year, like you can think back, you know, was the season of uh, spring a little easier? Was it, has the season of summer been a little easier? So we're already in the summer season, technically, uh, May brings that in is that fire energy. And so anyway, you're just going to really be able to see how each element really does interact with your personal energy. And you're really going to see, um, you know, which elements are more favorable to you. So kind of keep an eye on that in the next upcoming months. And we'll talk about that a little more. Again, that energy is kind of past and this energy is going to be just a little bit calmer for, for the month. Earth typically brings just kind of like what it sounds a little bit more grounding energy, but remember there is fire underneath there still. So it's almost like a volcano under there, right? Remember, if you think about it, 
the uh, Earth's core is this molten lava, right? We have this this energy underneath us, but we're sitting on top of the Earth, and so it's not as easily moved as like a fire energy. Whereas last month, you know, if you like, if you blow a flame, it's going to move and spread, right? So it, this fire is a little bit more contained. Um, and slower moving. And so I kind of compare it to like an earth energy, volcano energy. Um, it, it'll shift, you know, it shifts the plates in the earth or whatever. Um, and so shifts are occurring, but not as dramatically as last month. So we can kind of be thankful for that. <laughs> also, the horse is considered what is called a peach blossom animal. Um, and so I just kind of mentioned that it does make it a good month to rekindle some passion, romance, you know, remember there's like a fire burning inside for the month. So maybe like some hidden passions for the month, just kind of in general. So kind of keep an eye out for that. Let's go ahead and jump into the Zodiac animal forecast for June. So to discover your Zodiac signs, I do have a link in the show notes. Um, I have a blog post that accompanies this if you want to come back to it. And that is linked in the show notes. And um, in that blog post, also there's links where you could go. I have a calculator on my website. You can discover your four zodiac animals. So you actually have four. Again, you'll have one for the year you're born. Most people realize that they have a, you know, a, a zodiac animal. And so again, like this year is the year of the water rabbit. So if you have a child this year, if someone's born this year, they're born in the year of the water rabbit. So the month, again, the month has a zodiac sign. The day has a zodiac sign and the hour also has the zodiac sign. And so you could have four different zodiac signs and they kind of govern different things. I'll just quickly saying the year kind of governs like your social circle, friends, community. The month does kind of govern your career and even parental relationships. The day is your health and your personal relationships. And the hour is your thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And just kind of in general how you feel and also your relationship with your children. And if you are a boss, it could symbolize your relationship with your, like your downline or, um, you know, the people you manage. And so this is kind of how this impacts you. Um, I do forget sometimes to mention that when I do these Zodiac. And so whatever category that Zodiac sign falls under, that is kind of the impact it's going to have on you, if that makes sense. So again, if you ever have any questions, message me if you need help kind of deciphering what those Zodiac signs are. Yeah, shoot me a message, guys. I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not mean and I'll answer questions, okay? Um one other feature that I kind of forget to tell you guys to utilize is the Q&A down below. I'm, I'm going to put a little Q&A thing if you guys have any questions about um, anything relating to feng shui or Chinese metaphysics, including the um, the zodiac and astrology. So uh, there is a Q&A at the end. If you listen on Spotify, you can just click that Q&A. Okay, I'll put a little question thing up there if you have any questions. We'll start with the horse. So if you have a horse in your zodiac, specifically a earth horse, that means you have something called a Fu Yin. I kind of forget to address this sometimes, but if you see the exact same like element with animal sign, uh, which would be the earth horse, if you have that in your zodiac. So if you're 60 years old, um, usually that'll come around and affect the, the year you're born. And for the month, day, and hour, of course, you have to just go calculate. But when you see that specifically when it's the same element and zodiac sign, 
That is something called a Fuyin chart. And that just means that things can be stagnant in that area of your life. So kind of referencing what I talked about earlier with the, whether it's in your year, month, day, or hour, that'll represent the part of your life that is kind of impacted and kind of stagnant. So again, anytime you see an animal sign, this does also represent like something called the Duke's arrival or the Grand Duke, the Tai Soi. And it just kind of means that things can be a little bit more stressful. It is an all eyes on you type situation. And so it's like people People are just watching you a little bit more than usual. So just, um, uh, you know, kind of not, you don't have to lay low, but really just kind of watching what you're doing and saying, because more people may be watching you. So one of the things that kind of warned for this month is to double check your work to avoid errors. Um, there is some, some stars associated with the astrology that kind of talk about the quality of your work this year. And so if you're, if you feel the quality of your work hasn't been kind of been up to par, or if you feel like, you know, it's just something you kind of want to rush through. Make sure you take the time and maybe even double check for errors. And if you make a mistake, just own up to it because this is the month that it'll probably be seen. One other thing I forgot to mention about the horse is when you see another horse, um, that sometimes mean it can create what is called a punishment or like a self-punishment. And so there are some zodiac signs that create the quote unquote self-punishment. And really these are things like self-sabotage, you know, not feeling like we're good enough, you know, things like that. So again, anything that's like self-sabotaging, you know, going back to old situations, uh, going back to old ways of thinking, you know, sliding back into like old patterns, um, you know, reconnecting with exes we're not supposed to, things like that. This is a month you need to avoid that if you have the zodiac sign of horse, okay? So again, let's get rid of things that are no longer serving us. Don't go back to what used to be. Like, this is not the time to call up that ex and get back with them, okay? <laughs> this is not the time to do that, especially if it was a bad relationship. So if you have a horse in your zodiac, um, you know, maybe uh, make some wise choices this month and really be careful about doing things that are going to um, self-sabotage you, you know? The tiger and the dog. So the tiger and the dog combine to make what is called a fire frame. It makes the element of fire. So if you've had a, a good, you know, past couple months and fire seems to be favorable for you, you know, you can kind of keep that momentum going if you have the tiger and dog or the tiger or the dog, right? Um, so the fire energy you experience for May really is kind of a preview of how this fire interacts with your personal energy. And yeah, you can just kind of keep that momentum going. If it's been a little bit too intense for you, maybe it's a time to kind of slow down, you know, time to de-stress a little bit. Um, remember you can't always avoid that stress, the, you know, so a lot of times if you, if you're just not feeling it, if it hasn't been very good for you, don't try and avoid the stress. Like you have, sometimes you have to deal with it head on, right? Sometimes we have to make those decisions and just like, you know, go for it. We have to handle it. We have to deal with it. You know, stress is just a part of life sometimes. So if it's been a little more stressful, you know, make sure that you are taking the time to do things like de-stress a little bit, um, you know, and stuff like that at the end of your day, just kind of disassociate yourself from the stress you've experienced during the day. And just, let's take care of ourselves. You know, we don't want to overstress ourselves. So even though stress is a part of our lives, we have to remember that we can do those things to kind of help de-stress to uh, relax yourself at the end of the day, you know, kind of separate the work and the stress from your daily life. The goat, the goat is a harmony animal with the horse. And so if you have a goat in your zodiac, that does mean that it combines. And um, sometimes I've heard it called the sun and the moon. Um, it is said to make the element of fire. 
but this combination is supposed to bring helpful people into your life. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, if you need help troubleshooting, finding a solution, that means that you could help have more help this month from people, you know, just kind of willing to make themselves available to you. So congratulations. <laughs> um, take advantage of the energy when you um, need help and don't, don't be ashamed to accept help. I think a lot of times, you know, we're, we're just as humans, we're like, oh no, I don't need help. Let me not bother you in any way. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so we don't want to bother the other person. And it's like, no, no, I don't need any help. But you know what? If someone's offering, just accept it. Okay. The seasonal combination. So a seasonal combination is the zodiac signs that make up a certain season. So the season of summer, um, would include, of course, the horse, which is this month. But if you also have the snake or the goat or the snake and the goat, that does mean you have, um, you know, a combination of a seasonal element. So this combination, again, does make more fire. And so a lot of times, though, this combination can be used to look at a wealth opportunity. And so a lot of times when you have the seasonal combination, which does uh, kind of take precedence in like a hierarchy of combinations, right? It's like the most, you know, strongest combination you can get, like the most favorable combination you can get. And so um, if, if the, again, the fire has kind of been favorable to you the past couple months, you're going to really, you know, be able to use this to take advantage and uh, create some different things, financial gain, changes in your life, you know, uh, especially if fire is your wealth element, um, Again, if you want to know what your wealth element is, just, just message me, guys. You know, just message me. <laughs> so the clashing zodiac sign is the rat. A lot of people, I think, get worried when they see a clash sign coming up in with their zodiac. Because, I mean, it sounds bad, right? Clashing energy. Um, when in reality, it really just means that there's going to be a change. So um, I always tell people when there is a clash coming up, that it really is a good time to... Um, you know, do things like remove things from their life. So uh, it's good for like cleaning and decluttering your house. If you want to get rid of things, get rid of things. If you want to move, it's a good time to move, lose weight. Uh, it's a good time to quit smoking in relationships, you know, that are no longer serving us. It's a good time to rid ourselves of things. So if you have a rat in your zodiac, make the changes this month and you'll create the clashing energy. You'll create that change and uh, it'll be done for you. So easy peasy. So flying stars for the month of June, um, flying stars all double this month. So they double from what they are for the year, uh, and the month, those, those two stars are going to actually be the same number double up. And so this can create, you know, kind of a impactful amount of energy, um, in the South, the South is you know, one of the, the good sectors for the year, allegedly, uh, it does have some challenging energy, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, for first looking at the flying stars, the eight star does double, which again, that eight star is called the wealth star, but um, it doesn't bring money. Uh, what it does is the eight star really is associated with work. If you have employees, you can set them in the South for, for really for the entire year. Um, and you can have them do work in the South. You can also have them make like um, uh, calls, if, especially if you do things like work off like contract or job by job type thing, it's a really good place to kind of collect those contracts. Okay. So you can, you can definitely work in the South. The challenging energy, 
um, that it presents is that it has what is called the five tiger shaw for the year, or what's called the wuji shaw. Um, and that can activate some fierce energy. And so although you want to activate this, you know, wealth energy, you want to secure more contracts, you want to secure more work for yourself, um, activating it with like a, a candle flame, you know, uh, things we generally do, uh, a fan, you know, we're not going to want to do because it can't, if you hit the wrong area, it can cause more harm than good, so to speak. So really just using the area, you know, making those calls, um, sending out emails, you know, things like that. Um, doing job interviews in this area can help too. Uh, putting your employees in the area. So just use of the area is enough to activate the flying star. Remember activity does activate the flying stars. And so just avoiding certain areas, but uh, really just using that south sector should be good enough to make some progress. And my other favorite sector for the month is the north. So the north does double that nine star. The nine star is really good for, um, it, it's called the spiritual happiness star. You know, it's it's a fire energy. And so it is actually also really good for sales. And so one of the things you can do is sit in the north, make your sales calls, um, send out your marketing, you know, on your sales and whatnot. And you should be pretty good doing that uh, for, for the month. Um, again, be very careful if you decide to activate the area and the sector. I'm telling people not to do it if you do not know that there are three sections of the north. So north um, a lot of times can be broken down into north one, two, and three. If you hit the area that is north two, it is associated with the zodiac sign of rat, you will activate what is called the month breaker. We don't want to activate the month breaker, guys. We don't want to activate opposing energy for the month. Remember the rat opposes the horse. And if you activate this, um, it's, it's not, it's not worth it to me. It's not worth just putting a fan activation or doing whatever just to have that going, you know, sitting and using the area is quite fine enough. Remember the energy in there does support you. So if you use the area, it activates those flying stars that's perfect. Okay. So again, these are areas that we also want to avoid renovation in for, for this time. So, uh, yeah, I like the North, but be very careful to not hit North two, which is governed by the rat. If you do not know what that is, just use the area. Don't worry about doing an activation. Okay. Just don't do it. The most challenging flying stars area for the month is really going to be, I put it at um, the east, which does have the double two flying star, which is associated with illness. If you are born under the zodiac sign of the rabbit, you're going to want to be careful this month. Um, you can place a saltwater jar there if you'd like. I think it should be quite okay there. Um, there's some sectors that you're just going to kind of want to avoid. Um, the East, again, just being kind of associated with illness. So uh, we're going to not, we're going to try to like not overly activate that. If you do sleep in the area, if your bedroom is in the East, or if you have someone sleeping there, I would suggest a saltwater jar to kind of absorb that negative energy or um, I wouldn't put out the, the coins. Sometimes you can put out the six coins to cut the earth energy. Um, but with that being East and the energy of of wood. I wouldn't put metal in the area. And so again, also Southeast, it does have that number three star, which is called the quarrelsome star, um, known to sometimes cause fighting. And so we're going to avoid also, um, overactivating the Southeast and same with that. You can just kind of, uh, place out a saltwater jar in the sector. If you feel like, um, 
you know, like, especially if you're sleeping there, if you feel like it's been impactful, but honestly, just kind of keeping the areas calmer, uh, just keeps that area calm. Uh, the one area I do suggest, um, placing either a coin with six charms or a metal weight would be in the Northwest, which does have the double five flying star, which is of course referred to as the disaster star. So if you're using this sector, be sure to place a salt water jar or metal coins to control that earth energy of the disaster star. It's pretty controlled in the Northwest. Remember Northwest is again, kind of the natal area. It's, um, it's original energy is metal. It's going to be that yang metal. And so it is controlled there, but with it being doubled, that generally indicates some um, issues. So make sure we put our coins or our saltwater jar in the Northwest sector for the month. All right, guys. So if you have any questions, um, again, or if you just kind of, you're like, wait, what did she say about this or that? You know, if you need some clarity, I do have the blog post that is linked in the link tree. Just go straight to the blog post there. And I, I'm honestly, I just read off of that every month to bring you the energy update. So it's the same um, information that I just relayed to you. Um, plus more, there's even more information on there. Um, so I, earlier I talked about, um, you know, that you also have a, um, element associated with your zodiac sign so i talk about what what the element how the elements impact you i also talk about um, i give date selection and a list of sectors that you're not supposed to renovate uh, for whatever period of time for the year and the month so i have a lot of information on that blog post go check that out and if you listen on spotify i'm going to put up a, a q a specific to spotify um, you can submit your questions and i'll probably just make a whole show out of that i like doing that that's a fun thing I uh, haven't done it in, in a while. And so you yeah, have to shoot me that or, and it, it is anonymous. So I'm the only one that sees that nobody else sees it. So, um, you know, I'm not going to call you out. You it can remain anonymous, right? I'm not gonna be like so-and-so submitted this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, or you can just always email me too, uh, which is all linked in the link tree. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. Speaking of Spotify, uh, from our sponsor, and we're going to come back, uh, with summer solstice, a celebration, ideas, rituals, and traditions you can do for the summer solstice for our Folklore Friday. From rhythmsofplay.com, summer solstice celebration, ideas, rituals, and traditions. This year, 2023, the summer solstice will occur on Tuesday, June 21st. And it does say here that it will happen around 10.58 a.m. <laughs> so if you want to specifically observe that, uh, what is the summer solstice and how is it celebrated? People from all over the world have held summer solstice celebrations to celebrate the full return of light of the sun for thousands of years. The summer solstice, or Letha on the Celtic and Pagan calendars, is one of the four solar festivals that fall within the wheel of the year in the annual cycle of seasons. And while it marks the astronomical beginning of summer, the um, uh, on the Gregorian calendar, people in Scandinavian countries such as Sweden, Norway, Finland, and a few other parts of the world celebrate midsummer on the solstice. Since ancient times, summer solstice, tra solstice traditions have included gathering with family and friends to celebrate the return of light, sunlight, fertility, and the potential for a good harvest. People worldwide still celebrate summer's arrival or midsummer with outdoor feasts, including 
singing, dancing, musical performances or concerts, bonfires, and by enjoying delicious food and drinks. So what is the summer solstice? Um, obviously it is the beginning of summer, but uh, astrologically, what does that mean? So the planet Earth is tilted about 23.5 degrees and it rotates around the sun throughout the year. Each hemisphere, northern and southern, experiences half a year tilted towards the sun and the other half tilted away from it. This produces the cycle of the seasons that we experience. And it says here, um, albeit some are more dramatic than others, obviously, you know, hotter in some areas. The summer, uh, the solstice marks the point in time of which the Earth's poles are at its maximum tilt towards the sun and the other is at its maximum tilt away from the sun. So in other words, the differences in a tilt means that we're experiencing different seasons. Um, to me, it seems weird to like think about uh, June, uh, July, August being cold. Those are typically hot months here in the in the u.s and the northern hemisphere so yeah, those of you in the southern hemisphere and i have listeners there um it's isn't weird to, th to think of the seasons like being reversed right kind of strange <laughs> so planetary speaking um and kind of taking it back to chinese metaphysics i'm going to read this passage here and kind of explain a little bit why this is relevant it says the summer solstice is thus an astronomical event that occurs when the earth's axis or poles are at its maximum tilt meaning the sun reaches its highest point in the sky on the summer solstice and the sun's position relative to the earth also explains why the summer solstice is actually the longest day and the shortest night of the year the summer solstice marks the longest day because the sun is at its highest elevation in the sky and once the maximum sun elevation is reached it'll change very little from its position at noon for several days surrounding the solstice it says here, in other words, the solstice marks the peak of the solar year and the sun is literally at its height of life-giving power. The sun is so high in the Arctic Circle that they will experience 24 hours of sunlight each day while it remains at its height. But after the summer solstice, the days will once again become shorter and shorter until the shortest day and longest night of the year is reached on the day of winter solstice and so this perfectly explains uh, kind of in chinese metaphysics this also uh, the summer solstice represents the changing of the yang qi to yin qi and uh, again this uh the buildup from winter solstice to summer solstice marks the beginning of uh, yang qi or the buildup of yang qi because the days are becoming longer well um, after summer solstice, this marks the beginning of the yin chi because, again, the nights will kind of become a little bit shorter and, and you know, more perceptibly noticed. I think uh, we'll start seeing that more in August and September, um, but marks the beginning of the yang to yin chi. There's also some spiritual and symbolic meanings to the summer solstice. Um, so the summer solstice still symbolizes ascension and rebirth or return of light onto our planet and within us. And it says here, because what happens on the earth and in the heavens is a reflection of what happens within us, um, as the phrase, uh, as above, so below, kind of hints to it says, spiritually, the sun's light is considered the same light that shines within us beings on earth for these reasons the summer solstice traditions include rituals that help us release old and dark energy so it's a great time to consider the grand scope of your life and the spiritual path you're on and um, within chinese metaphysics the sun symbolizes um 
like the ultimate yang. It's like the inability to hide from things, bringing things out into the open. So one of the things I'll add to that is that um, it's time to, you know, kind of I guess like illuminate everything to illuminate the parts of us that have those shadows, illuminate the dark parts of us to really kind of shine a light on the things that we uh, maybe don't want to look at, you know, like open that skeleton, that closet and take some skeletons out. Right. <laughs> so to get rid of some of those old things, even if it's just to put it to rest, but I really feel like it's like shining light onto things. So if we need to tackle things head on, it's a good time to just face and confront those things inside of us. It does have a little bit of a list of ways to kind of honor the summer solstice and what we just talked about it says reflect on the light within and without uh, number two is to visit stonehenge and obviously i'm not going to make it to england so uh, it says you can watch the stonehenge live stream on the day of the event so i think that's pretty neat so we might have to uh to check that out it does say uh, traditionally hundreds of visitors including new agers and uh, pagans will travel to Wiltshire, England on the solstice to witness this magnificent event. And it did say here that um, in 2020, the summer solstice was actually live streamed for the first time. And so I guess that's just been a tradition. It says here that it'll um, be live streamed from 7 p.m. the day before till 8 a.m. on the, you know, the Wednesday, the 21st. So you could probably find that online. I think that's pretty neat. Um, number three was take a walk in the morning dew. It does say that collecting morning dew to wash one's face and walking barefoot in the morning dew is a tradition on May Day, but can also be done on the summer solstice. It says here, um, it's supposed to be good luck, uh, bathe in the light of the sun. So it says to just kind of sun yourself for a little bit there. Um, and number five, five is craft a flower crown. Making a flower crown is a traditional way to celebrate the summer solstice in many countries, including Switzerland and their midsummer celebrations. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Midsummer, uh, which is totally creepy, uh, yeah, you'll see the flower crowns on there, <laughs> some of those traditions. <laughs> but uh, this is a fun way, not a sacrificial way <laughs> to celebrate uh, those um, the summer solstice. <laughs> The 21st is actually a good day also to maybe do some kind of meditation, um, deep, you know, inner thought type thinking things. Um, it's actually considered a really good day according to the uh, Chinese almanac. So it's actually a pretty good day. It's what is called a stable day. And on a stable day, it does kind of do things that can add some stability to your life. So if you feel like things have been a little bit out of sorts, it will probably be a good day for you to get out, maybe stick your feet in the ground and do a quick little meditation. Um, so so to me, I feel like if you, um, I, I found some good energy, like in the South, I kind of talked about the South earlier, but if you just find the geographic South and face, so you put the back of your head to the South, you face North and you do a meditation, the energy is supposed to be very supportive that day. So, um, just, uh, kind of keep that in mind. Um, it's a, a really good day to kind of stabilize and level things out if you have had, um, you know, issues with a lot of uh, tumultuous things going on in your life. It's a good day to kind of even that out. Okay. All right, guys, everything I referenced today will be linked to below. That Rhythms of Play website did have about 20 different ideas for celebrating the summer solstice. So if you're really committed to like really, you know, making something of the summer solstice and uh, really celebrating it, there's a bunch of different um, kind of ideas uh, on that website. So you can check that out. Um, don't forget to check the blog post 
uh, for um, all the uh, information I talked about today, as well as things like date selection and everything else that I uh, didn't talk about. I hope you can, it'll help guide you through the month and kind of get set up each month if you check out that blog post. Um, I have some interesting topics coming up this month. I think next week is going to be choosing a business location based on the direction the building faces. So that should be interesting. And the 16th will be feng shui for tiny living, which I think is kind of relevant in today's economy. And um, yeah, just kind of, I think people downsizing and kind of rethinking what it, you know, what home ownership looks like. So tiny living, uh, I think is a going to be a pretty relevant topic uh, for, uh, yeah, for the month. So you guys have an amazing weekend and I'll catch you guys next week. For free energy mapping of your floor plan, please check the link in the show notes. To support today's podcast, go to learnfengshui.com, sign up for emails, leave a review, and share with your family and friends.